Do you love to read but struggle to see print? Bookshare is a nonprofit ebook library that makes reading easier for people with low vision or blindness. Members can read in ways that work for them with ebooks in audio, large print, and digital braille. Get unlimited access to over 1 million titles, including New York Times bestsellers, periodicals, upskilling books, and more. Bookshare is free for New York Public Library patrons or U.S. students with a qualifying disability. For more information, visit bookshare.org today. Opinions expressed on ACB Radio are those of the respective program contributors and do not necessarily reflect views held by the American Council of the Blind, its elected officials, or its staff. Good evening, everybody. Welcome to Technology Learning Lab for Thursday, August 12th, 2021. My name is Sean Thiel. I am ACB Ohio's Executive Director. Um, we have uh, thank you very much to Jason Castingway, who is streaming for us today. Um, I am hosting uh, today, um, so be uh, a little patient when we get to uh, hands. I'm comfortable with it, but I'm going to be managing a couple of you know a couple of things. So um, just want to let people know that uh, if you have any questions, feedback, topic suggestions, anything like that. Um, you can feel free to email technologylearninglabcall at gmail.com. Again, it's technologylearninglabcall at gmail.com. And um, that address is on the um, schedule that uh, Cindy puts out. So if you can't remember it, it will be there with the description of the event. So you can feel free to do that. Um, so let's see here. Um, want to do a little bit of review from last week because um, we did not have a streamer and there's nothing wrong with that. But there's one or two points I want to make sure that uh, get covered now that we've now that that is in place. Um, so we've been talking about kind of voiceover fundamentals, and one of the things that uh, I neglected to talk about in the very first uh, podcast that I did was uh, or the first show in this kind of series, if you will, is uh, how to actually turn voiceover on and off um, because I'm so used to it and uh, I don't have the training outline I used to use. Um, So if you want to turn voiceover on or off, you have a couple of options. If your first getting an iPhone, let's say you've ordered it from Apple and it showed up at your door uh, or you're, you know, getting set up with a a carrier, um, you can triple click either the home button um, in the bottom middle if you have an iPhone 8, an iPhone SE 2020 or older, um, or if you're on a newer device that lacks a home button, you're going to click the side button three times quickly and you will hear voiceover on and you'll get the opportunity to do the setup. Now, keep in mind, if you're going to do that, you still have to be com- you have to be comfortable with enough voiceover gestures to do things like um, choose your language, enter your Wi-Fi and your password and all of that fun stuff. If you're not at that point yet and you have the ability to have someone uh, set things up for you. That's always an, an option if you have that. Um, I would recommend not setting a passcode for the first week or so um, and getting really comfortable with, uh, if you're on the iPhone particularly, you have an iPhone 
dial keypad to work with. Um, if you're on an iPad, um, you may not have that option, um, but I would recommend um, just being very careful. If you miss enter your passcode enough times, you can get locked out of your out of your device for either a, a increasingly an increasing length of time because if you continue to do it, it'll be one minute, five minutes, something like that. Um, if you're really unlucky and you and you have that happen enough times, you can get entirely locked out and have to erase the entire phone and use a computer with iTunes to do it. So it's something to be careful about. Um, and it's one of those things where in in security, obviously a passcode is exactly what you want to be doing. Um, and uh, however, in the um, you know in the case of starting out, you kind of have to give up a little bit of that. Um, by the way, I there is a raised hand, and when we get to uh, a good stopping point and I ask for questions, you will be the first um, first person that I call on. Um, the, we had somebody raise a hand like a minute before showtime. <laughs> um, so if you're at the setup process, you can always triple click the home button. If you need zoom magnification, if you tap the screen twice with three fingers on the setup screen, um, you will get magnification. Um, that's an option that I had actually forgotten about until I looked at the um, user guide for the iPhone, um, which is in, in Apple Books, and we may uh, we may get to that if I can figure out how to what I would actually what I need to figure out how to do is take it off of my phone first and then put it back on, and I haven't gone through those steps yet. If a phone is already set up and you want Voiceover on, a uh, couple of options. If Siri is set up. You can activate Siri and tell it to turn on voiceover. Again, you're going to hold down the home button if you've got one or the side button if you don't. And um, when voiceover is not running, you will not hear a tone. Um, if you're on a phone, you may feel a very slight vibration. That tone that we hear when voiceover is on is a feature that's designed to help us. Um, it used to be everywhere. And for some reason, I, I guess sighted people, I mean, technically they don't necessarily need it if they're looking at the screen, um, but that is something to be aware of. So if voiceover is not on and you hold down the button for Siri, you, you're not going to hear like you normally do. Um, <clears throat> if you are done with voiceover, you can ask Siri to turn it off. Um, occasionally, if voiceover is not speaking to you and you feel like it should be, you may have to use Siri to turn it off and back on again. I have had that happen from time to time. So it's one of the good one of the good troubleshooting steps to use if you find that, oh dear, my phone's not speaking and it was speaking. Um, that's one of them to try along with just the volume buttons and things like that. Um, the third and final option for voiceover, turning it on and off, is to have someone go to settings, accessibility, voiceover, and there is a switch to turn it on uh, in that screen. So <clears throat> if Siri hasn't been set up and you know the phone is on, but you can't quite get there and you may need sighted help to do that, but that's pretty rare these days. It doesn't happen too often. So that's just, I wanted to make sure we had that out of the way. So what we're going to talk about today that's new is we are going to talk about uh, typing, on the, well, typing on the phone. 
And uh, we're actually going to take a look at um, the Notes app because Notes is an application that every iPhone comes with and you have the ability to practice typing uh, whatever you'd like. So I'm going to unlock my phone with Face ID. So I'm going to touch the side button and I've got it at um, what I've found is the right distance for me. That may vary a bit from person to person how you hold your phone. 1909. And I'm going to unlock it. App Store. Double tap to open. And I am going to ask Siri to open notes. Notes. Edit button. And new note is at the bottom. New note. Right. So I'm Actions to... available. Double Folders. Back button. Edit. Dimmed. Notes. Heading. Search. Search field. And I'm just flicking Double. left to right. Dictate. New note. Button. Okay. For some Double reason, tap to compose a new note. New note. Multi-line text field is editing. Insertion point at start. There we go. Use the rotor to access misspelled words. So we got a lot of information there, but the important thing is that we are, it says is editing, which is not technically grammatically correct um, sometimes, um, but it's what we've had forever. And uh, so we also have, since I'm not connected to a Bluetooth keyboard or a Braille display, and we will talk in future about how to connect to those devices. I've gotten a request for that. And I think it's an excellent idea. It's always worth reviewing that. So that will be coming shortly in the next, uh, in, in a future topic. Um, so we have a keyboard on the screen. If you listen very closely, sometimes there will be a whoop when the keyboard appears on the screen, um, but it's a very, very subtle sound. So what I'm going to do is we're also going to review the typing mode uh, from a couple of weeks ago. So I'm going to put two fingers on the screen and move, move them in a somewhat circular fashion. If that doesn't work, you can take uh, two fingers and put them parallel on the screen. Uh, you can, it doesn't say they have to be on the same hand. So you can take your, a finger on your left hand, a finger on your right hand, put them across from each other parallel and move one of them up and the other one down and the other way. So if, there's a lot of freedom in how you work with the rotor. So anyway, I'm going to do what I tend to do, which is use my second and third finger, and I'm going to turn and as soon as, orientation as, soon as I hear, portrait. as soon as I hear the little the little sound, um, I take my fingers off the screen and kind of turn them back to back to center, what I think of, and then uh, I just continue doing that gesture. Um, if you try and leave your fingers on the screen and continue turning, there's only going to be so far you can go. Lines, text selection, speaking rate, volume, audio ducking, sounds, containers, headings, typing headings, typing mode. So I'm going to flick up with one finger. Standard typing. Standard typing is what you get when you first get your phone out of the box. And um, I'm going to rotor to... Language. Typing headings. I'm going to rotor to headings. That way I won't accidentally change the typing mode as I'm explaining this. So standard typing is what you get out of the box. You slide around on your screen. Cap A, cap D, cap F, cap G, cap H. Once you find the letter Hotel. you want, once you find the letter you want, you lift your finger up. And then because your focus is still on that capital H in this case, if we double tap the screen. Cap H. We hear cap H, we hear a very slight click, and the pitch of voiceover 
raises. So we know that that character has been entered and you have to do that for each character. Um, if someone has extreme hand tremors, this option may actually be better than touch typing, which we'll talk about in just a second. Um, the other option you have with any, well, any gesture, any, um, any action that you want to take on the screen, you can put one finger on the screen R E and Echo. leave it there and tap, tap once with any other finger. E H J K L. So I've got my finger Lama. on that. I've got my left index finger on that L and I'm going to tap with my middle finger while still leaving that uh, finger on the L L. And when you do it that way, you only tap once. That is what is known as a split tap. Oh, Oh, split delete. I actually missed. So delete is going to be underneath the L because I think I missed him. Delete. L. So I'm going to um, find delete, lift up, and double tap. Delete. Oh, I'm going to find L, L again. L. L. O. O. Space. Space. Hello. So that is standard typing. Um, the majority of people that I work with prefer touch tire, and especially when I used to teach this a lot, prefer touch typing. The way touch typing works is that, well, first of all, let me switch to it. Braille screen input, portrait, or characters, Braille misspelled word, edit, describe, screen rec language, typing mode, touch typing. So in touch typing mode, headings, the, what you're going to do is you're going to put your finger on the screen and find the letter you want. There, prediction, T. Okay, yes, there, we'll, we'll come to the predictions in a minute. So I'm on the T. T. And if and the act of lifting up U H H is what enters that character E E T R R E E space space there. So that is the direct touch or no touch typing. Uh, direct touch typing is really for keyboard ninjas, and uh, the reason direct touch typing um, was put in is because. Some people are so comfortable with the keyboard and how they feel spatially about it on the screen that they wanted to be able to type um, so that as soon as they touch a key, it enters it. That's how it works for sighted people. And that was what they wanted. I find that I do not do very well with this mode. Let me see if I can uh, try. Braille screen input or portrait. Miss edit. Describe screen language. Typing mode. Direct touch typing language. T H R. L, yep. delete up, delete R, T R U, and I can show original if, text. I, if I bring the phone up to the microphone, you'll see as soon as I, as soon as I, what G R R H J I what D Q I, I'm just tapping all over the place. The soon as soon as your finger contacts that screen, boom, the letters enter. Most people are probably not going to enjoy that option very much, um, but if you need, if you want it and you're really comfortable, um, it is there. I am going to switch back to touch typing and remain there. Braille screen input, portrait, misspelled work, character, misedit, describe, screen rec language, typing mode. I'm going to flick up. Touch typing, headings. And what I will probably do, um, you know, once we get off of the voiceover fundamentals bit, is I will probably go in and take typing mode off of my rotor. Um, to declutter it a little bit. And normally when I'm not doing these kinds of things, I leave it under touch typing and I, you know, just keep it there. That setting is also under um, the touch under the um, typing option in voiceover settings. Um, so if you go to settings, you go to accessibility, 
and you go to voiceover or you can you can actually um, make the process a little bit quicker if you tell Siri to just show voiceover settings um, that's the quickest way there um, actually there is one slightly quicker but we're going to forget about it for the moment um, so if you get the voiceover settings and you choose typing uh, one of the options in there says typing style and it's it's the same thing as typing mode now why they didn't call them the same thing I couldn't tell you it would make more sense to call them you know, pick one and use it for on the rotor and the button name or just keep them the same, but hell, you know, it's Apple and they didn't. So we uh, are going to, um, so when, so we're going to, you know, just deal with what we've got. If you have a bunch of text that you want to delete and you're not quite comfortable yet with the rotor and the editing functions, um, what we're going to do now that we're in touch typing, we're going to find delete, the delete key delete. and we're just going to, Delete D. We're going to double tap on it. Delete what? And hold down. Delete D. So, and then once, so now I, it stopped. And so I knew that everything was, was deleted. So I lifted up. Um, so double tapping the screen and holding it until you hear there's a, a rising tone that you get. Um, that tells you that you have passed the gesture through voiceover. Because again, normally a sighted person would just tap delete. And it would go. If you didn't do that, what you would have to do in touch typing mode is you'd have to touch delete, lift it up, touch delete, lift it up, and so on. So, um, and if you're trying to quickly delete, that's not the best, uh, not the best way to do it. One of the things that can be a problem on the on-screen keyboard is a wonderful, in quote marks, feature called autocorrect. There must be somebody out there who likes this, but I don't. And a lot of people, especially people who are blind, uh, do not terribly appreciate this feature. Um, there are some things you can do to be more aware of what happens as you're using it. So I'll talk about that first um, in case you want to try and tame it a little bit. Um, <clears throat> it is supposed to learn from when you. Because, well, what autocorrect does is it tries to guess what word you might have meant, um, and it will offer you a suggestion. And if you press the space bar, when that suggestion is offered, then the complete word will be entered in. And um, if you enter more letters, then it's supposed to be like, oh, okay, well, clearly he doesn't want the thing I just suggested, so I'll keep trying to find other things. Um but it's it's more of a hindrance than a help, I feel. Um, but let's talk about how to get more feedback about what it's actually doing. So for this one, I am going to go into not voiceover settings, but we're going to go into accessibility settings because the ability to hear the autocorrect suggestions is something that anyone might want, whether they're a voiceover user or not. So what I'm going to do is I'm going to ask Siri to open accessibility settings. Let's take a look at the accessibility settings. Settings. And I'm going to flip to the right. Accessibility. <laughs> Heading. Accessibility features help you customize your eye vision. Heading. Voiceover. On. Zoom. Off. But magnifier. Off. And button. I'm looking for spoken content. Display and text size. Motion. Button. Spoken content. Button. Speak selection off. 
double tap to toggle setting. So let's talk about these options in here. <clears throat> Speak selection is a feature that allows a <clears throat> non-voiceover user to, when they make a selection, there will be a button that will allow them to speak whatever is selected and they can choose um, how the um, highlighted, how the text that's being spoken is highlighted. Um, it can kind of get in the way of voiceover and voiceover is going to tell you what you're doing when you're selecting anyway. So I would highly recommend <clears throat> that this feature not be enabled if voiceover is enabled. Speak selection off. A speak button will appear when you select text. Speak screen off. Double tap to toggle setting. Speak screen can be helpful. You can set up a different voice from voiceover and have it read um, like the body of a web page. Um, and this works particularly well in Apple Books. It will allow you to have it reading and lock the screen of your phone. In Kindle Books, my understanding is that it will read for a short time and then stop. You don't get a continuous reading experience because of course not. Um, so, um, but that is a feature we will look at uh, at another time because there are some issues when you try and use them both together. Swipe down with two fingers from the top of the screen to hear the typing feedback button. Typing feedback. Here's where we're going to go. Character feedback. Heading. Characters. Off. Character hints. Off. Speak words. Off. Double tap to toggle setting. Now, again, these are settings that could be applicable to someone if they're not using voiceover, if someone might have a learning disability and it would be better for them to hear what they're typing as they're typing it. Um, any, any number of reasons. Um, so these settings can actually work separately of voiceover. I can't think of very many sighted people that I know that would want their phone to talk that much, but it is a thing that, that can happen. Speak whole words while typing. Speak auto text on. Double tap to toggle settings. Speak auto text. That's the setting we're looking for. And that means if, if you want the most feedback about what autocorrect is attempting to do, uh, this is something you'll want to turn on. Um, so, I, and I just have left it there because I want as much feedback as I can. The last option I'll point out Automatically speak auto corrections and auto capitalizations. Okay, I'm forgetting about the explanatory bits. Hold to speak predictions off. Double tap to toggle setting. This is a feature that, again, is for anybody. And what this allows people to do is to take the predictions that, we're, that we'll talk about uh, in, a, in, a, in a little bit, and they can, instead of tapping them, if they press and hold on them, they will hear what they are. Again, if someone has a learning disability, that can be a useful feature. Um, and that is independent of voiceover as well, my understanding. I've not played with it, but um, my understanding is that is when typing how that works. Hold to speak. When typing predictions are enabled, tap and hold on each word to hear it spoken. Voiceover is going to automatically speak the predictions as we tap on them, because otherwise we wouldn't know, um, we wouldn't know about them. Let's go. Let's continue talking about autocorrect first. If you don't want autocorrect and you know you don't like it, even if you're hearing what it's saying and you're still saying, you know what, I don't want it and I'm never going to like it, <laughs> which is my view, that is turned off in a different place. So, what we're going to do there is we are actually going to let's see if this one works because. Um, you know what, I think Siri is going to get confused because there's keyboard settings in two different places. So if we want to change autocorrect, 
I'm going to spoken 19 return to Siri button oh. spoken spoken content back button. Now, what I'm going to do is I know I want to go a couple of levels back and I don't want to have to keep hitting back and back and back. So what I'm going to do is I'm going to tap three times with one finger on the back button and I'm going to get a context menu with the different screens to which I can return. Spoke typing feedback button. Well, that didn't quite. Accessibility back button. Pronunciation speaking rate 55%. Adjust. That didn't actually do what I wanted. Accessibility back button. So I'm going to triple tap the back button. Accessibility settings. Settings button. Dismiss context menu button. So right now settings is the only choice. Okay. You know what? We're going to actually, let me. Pronunciation, pronunciations, speaking rate, speak voices, typing feed, swap, typing feedback, character feedback. Okay. This is where we were when I, before I goofed. So I'm going to find the back button. Spoken content back button. And I'm going to tap it three times. Spoken content button, accessibility button. Settings button. Now I want to go all the way back to settings. So if I choose this option, dismiss context menu settings heading. It's taken me all the way back there without having to hit the back button two, three, four more times, however many levels down I was. So autocorrect is actually under do not disturb screen top general button. Under general about button software update airdrop airplay and picture car play iPhone storage, background app, date and time, keyboard, button, keyboards, two, button, text replacement, button, one-handed keyboard, off, button, all keyboards, heading, auto-capitalization, on, auto-correction, off, double tap to toggle settings. So that is the magical place if you want to turn auto-correct off. Um, <clears throat> I wish it wasn't buried quite so far, but that is, uh, that is where that is. All right. Let's see if we've got, um, I, mean, I know we've got one question. We have somebody who sh is showing up as um, iPod Touch, and I didn't get a chance to figure out who you were to uh, rename you, but if you would like to, if you're still here. Yeah, I'm like still here. Yep. What, okay, my, my question is, last week we were talking about the app switcher. Mm -hmm. And uh, you said rather than closing each one, one at a time, there was a way that you could close them all at one time. How do you do that? There actually, unfortunately, there actually is not a way to do that. Um, there is a way to speed up the process of closing them one at a time, but there is not. And, and this is true for sighted folks too. They don't have a way to clear the entire app switcher either. Um, so what you can do is if you go into the app switcher on my device that doesn't have a home button, I'm going to swipe up from the bottom and go up, up, up. App switcher, settings, active, swipe up with three fingers to close the app, actions available. So you can swipe up with three fingers as suggested, but you're going to be doing that a lot. So the other option you have is it's at actions available. So if I swipe down with one finger. Close settings. If I double tap, it's going to close settings. App switcher, notes, current action, close notes, active. And notice it still says current action, close notes. So that is going to be the, uh, I'm going to leave notes open because we may come back to it. So I'm going to flip to the left. YouTube, current action, close YouTube, active. Okay, I'm going Swipe to Swipe up with three that. fingers to close the app. Swipe up or down to select a custom action, then double tap to activate. App Store, current action, close App Store, active. Safari, current action, 
closed safari. Now, in theory, you should be able to do that very quickly, but it doesn't seem safari, to safari mail current action. It doesn't seem to want to do that. So that's about as quick as you're going to get. Um, what you're doing is swiping to the left and then double tapping. Is that what yes. you're doing? Yeah. Okay. And it, as long as it keeps saying current action close, you can continue to do that. Okay. Um, so that's uh, that's about as quick as we get. One of the things on Android that you can do, and I wish they would bring over, Android Remote. does have a clear all um, clear all button, but uh, iOS does not, unfortunately. Maybe they'll add it in like 20, version 22 or something. I don't know. Okay. Did you, yep. Did you have any other questions or is that That's it? Right now? All right. I'm going to lower your hand and let's see. I think we had. All right. Looks like now we don't uh, have the hand. So um, I'll give just a second. Um, Alt Y if you're on a PC, Option Y if you're on a Mac, um, the more option on the smartphone followed by the raise hand on that screen is a couple of options down star nine if you're on a landline telephone and uh, i think that's all of them so i'll give just another second to see if we've got any more hands all right let's go back to notes and talk about the prediction bar or quick typing um, apple hasn't quite decided what they want it to be called um, other phone platforms have this too um, Okay, actually, I do see a, a raised hand. Um, Liz, if you want to go ahead and unmute. Hi, can you hear me? I can indeed. Oh, thank God. Okay, I've got my I've got my <laughs> headphones on correctly. Good. It's been um, it's been techie wacko week. So <laughs> excuse enough. me if I have a small meltdown. And I'm going to take notes. So I have a couple of issues. One okay. of which is that randomly, as I am on my iPhone. My phone will say language. It will start saying language choices, Russian, German, French, and all that stuff. And I don't speak Russian, German, French, Danish, Finnish, or or whatever it is. So I don't want as you're it to, typing. As I'm flipping through the phone, screen dimmed. As I'm as I'm uh, flicking back and forth, it'll it'll do that. Now and is I is it? Is the voice changing to that language? No, as well? no, no. It's just off. It's just going into those that whole list of language choices for some obscure reason. It's just popping it up. And I don't know what I'm supposed to do. And it's just adding noise to whatever I'm doing. That is not one I have run into. The only thing I can think to suggest is in the keyboard settings. Let me go. Let me go back there. 19th. Open yeah. keyboard settings. Okay. Just Let's take a look at the settings for keyboard. Settings, general, back button, keyboards, heading, keyboards, two, button. So find the one that says keyboards and then however many you have. I've only go got, in, yeah, go I think in I've there. got one, yeah. Okay, you've only got one? Well, I, I don't know. I've got, I've got a Braille display and I've got my regular iPhone. So how many keyboards would I have? Well, you have one hardware keyboard, which is your Braille display. But this button here is talking about software keyboards, things like the emoji keyboard and keyboards for different languages. So oh. it'll say keyboards and a number. Okay. And I would go in there and make sure that only the English US keyboard is there um, because that's the only thing I can think of is that it's it's there are other keyboards that are chosen in there. And, and how would I get rid of it if other keyboards are there? Let me go in and I'll English, show you. English, U.S., button, emoji, 
So let's say, let's say I don't want the emoji keyboard. So what I would do is flick down with one finger. Delete. And then I would double tap. I see. Delete any keyboards. That you don't want. Okay. Don't want. That's what I would say. If that does not fix your option, then my next suggestion would be to call Apple Accessibility. I have talked to them and they have never made the suggestion you suggested and they have never had any idea. And so I thank you a lot. And if it in fact works, I will call them back and let them know. Awesome. Can I ask a second question? Sure. Okay. I have got a humanware BI um 32 braille display okay and um i need to set it so that it works correctly with my iphone and apparently i've done something screwed up or something went wrong somewhere i think possibly in the latest apple update i'm not sure but now what's happening first of all i've got it on um I've got an uncontracted Braille output because I want to see contracted Braille on my phone. And I mm-hmm. can read that. I can yep. go across my phone and flip it and it will go from messages to, you know, da-da-da-da, browser to books. to. I can read mm-hmm. it, okay? It's coming up on my Braille display just fine. This is relevant because yep. okay. what's happening. So I've got it set and it's coming up in contracted Braille. So all is good. So I've got contracted Braille for out for input. I've got contracted Braille for output. And I've got um, American, what are they calling it this week? Well, they've, um, they've got Amer- U.S. American Braille, and then they've got Unified English Braille. Okay, so I probably want Unified English Braille, right? Depends on what, you, depends on what you're comfortable with and um, what, you're, what you're comfortable typing in. Okay, I probably, um, in U.S. American is just our former grade two Braille? Yes. Mm-hmm. Okay. All right. So if you, there's a button that says tables and if you go in there, um, you can do a couple of things. You can have um, you can have multiple tables turned on and you can choose, you can switch between them on the rotor if you want to. Um, or if you just know you only want to see one type of Braille, you can you can make sure that you only have one um, selected in that li- or one in that list. Okay, I get that. Um, my problem is when I type it, when I braille, it shows what I'm brailing. So suppose I type, um, hello, it is nice to be here. Mm-hmm. I will get, or suppose I try to type your name in the contacts list or something. Mm-hmm. I will, it will tell me your name and it will show me that in braille. But as I'm typing your name, the um, voiceover will say space, space, space. And I don't believe it's actually inputting your information. So what could have gone amok? I, I know that some phones are doing this. Um, I know some phones are doing it when you're using the Braille input on the screen. And I realize that's not what you're doing. No. Um, and this is this new. I did. Seen. I used to be able to input using, and I now I can't input using my Braille display, and it's making me crazy because I'm trying to I'm trying to fill out something that I just cannot yeah, fill abs- out without Braille. Yeah, absolutely. Um, yeah. Have you talked with Humanware? Humanware says, "Oh, anything having to do with Apple, you go talk to Apple." And Apple says, "Oh, anything having to do with Braille displays, we don't know. You need to go talk to Humanware." So. 
I want to get both of them together and lock them in a room and (laughs) make them fix. And they keep saying, well, we can we can escalate the problem up through engineering. And I said, yeah, the way you escalated the problem about about the keyboard. You know, if I had a if I had a USB keyboard, I could hook it up to my iPhone and I could input your phone number in the dialing part of the phone and it would call you. But if I tried to do that with a Braille display, it would not take it. Okay, and I've been filing. No, that's a separate issue. If you do that with the Braille display, it may work if you switch out of contracted Braille. I have never had it work out of contracted Braille either. And this has been going on for years. And I've been trying to advocate Mm. for them to fix it because it would really help the blind deaf community. And there does not seem to be a way of dialing a phone number using a Braille display that I have ever found. The only thing is, though, I, I believe mine. Um, I believe mine does it, and I'm using a uh, a different display. I'm using an Actolino from HandyTech, and I believe it works because I think can, I have to try it. I, okay, then I'll try it with the Actolino because I just got. Can you give me your name and some way to reach you? Because I'm thrilled somebody. If you, yeah, if you besides the, me has an Actolino. Yeah, if you email the Technology Learning Lab call at gmail.com that the one that's in the one that's on the zoom the one that's on the zoom info yes if you do if you do that i will give you a little bit of help because the actolino is a tricky device to learn and i'm i I am willing to help i get that that. i i understand that but the one i'm actually having trouble with isn't the actolino the one i'm having difficulty with is this bi40 the humanware one which should yeah. work. And I'm not, yeah. And I'm not familiar with that. I got it. All. And it so, used to yeah. work and there's something no that's gone amok. So you don't know why it's not taking no, my I input. No, I've not seen that. Oh, okay. Well, at least I found another Actolino person. <laughs> yes, um, yeah. I'm thrilled. No, that they're wonderful oh. machines. Um, yeah. And I can talk to you about whether anybody is actually servicing them anywhere in the world that we know about. Oh, yeah, there is. But email me. and I'll I will. Oh, I'm we'll thrilled. What's your name? Sean, S-H-A-W-N. Oh, thank you so much, Sean. No problem. I All will right. now mute myself. <laughs> All right. And I will go ahead and lower your hand. Okay. Um, uh, yes. Hello. Good evening. Uh, can Hi. you hear me, Mr. Yes, Sean? Hey, my name is Majid Khan from St. Louis. How are you? I'm good. You are doing great. You are thank you. giving very nice, you know, information. So we really appreciate uh, Sean, actually, I have a question. Uh, you know, my phone was okay since I uh, reset my all setting. Uh, okay. Since then, uh, whenever I type something like email or, you know, message, uh, now my, uh, like, you know, the auto prediction, like, it's mm-hmm. not announcing. VoiceOver is not announcing anymore. Uh, like, for instance, if I'm typing uh, very, like, V-E-R-Y, Mm-hmm. So just it gives a little sound like the little bubble. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. So but what you want to do and you may, yeah. have, you may have come in late, um, but what you want to do, because I had had mentioned this, but I'll, I'll do it again, which is no problem. Um, if where you want to go is under oh. settings, accessibility. Okay. And spoken content okay. is where you want to go. And then there's a typing feedback option under there. And one of the options says uh, speak auto text. You want to make sure that's on. Oxy. Okay. Setting. Okay. Settings, speak auto, uh, settings, spoken, con- accessibility, spoken content, 
And then under typing feedback, it's close to the bottom of that screen. Okay. I'll tell you, I tell you what. Thank means. you so much, Mr. Sean. No problem. Thank you. Yep. Give really that a try. It. If you have trouble, um, we can uh, we can take a look at it. Um, maybe next time we can take a look at it because I want to go on to oh, if there's sure. any more questions or on to the sure. next bit here. Okay. Thank you. No problem. Okay. Let's talk about the predictions, which is a little bit different from the autocorrections. So um, the the difference between the predictions uh, and the autocorrections, there's a couple of them. First, the predictions are keys on the keyboard above the letters, and they always stay in the same place. And there are always three of them. The, the middle one is the one that Apple thinks is the most likely option that you will choose, but it's not always, you know, it's not always correct. Um, so there, you know, that's one thing. The second thing is that these predictions are either going to be entire words or possibly entire phrases. So for example, if you're messaging with someone and they, I'm borrowing an example from a uh, Jonathan Mosen's book. If you if somebody messages you and they say, "Hey, do you want milk from the store?" You might see "Yes, please" or "No, thank you" as options. Um, if somebody says, "What's your address?" Um, it will it may possibly show your home address from your contacts, and if you type that option, it may type out your whole address for you. It is pays attention to what you're doing and may offer very relevant suggestions. Um, now, one of the things that um, is helpful with the predictions, if you choose to use a speed dots tactile screen protector on your phone, um, each of those predictions is marked with a bump and it, that makes it even easier to find them if you decide you want one of those on your phone. Now, um, I used them for many years um, until I got the iPhone XR. And part of that is because the reason I got this phone is because I really wanted as much screen as I could have for Braille screen input. And those dots were getting in my way. But when I had a smaller phone and Braille screen input wasn't as easy, um, when I was having to scrunch my hands up more, um, I did make better use of the predictions and I did find those uh, those dots to be, uh, to be helpful. So let's go ahead and demonstrate uh, these predictions for you. 1945. Open notes. Notes. New line. Multi-line. Notes. Back button. New line. Multi-line text field. Double tap to edit. Use the rotor insertion point at end. Okay, Return. Back out that Delete. Okay. So let's see what I have without typing. Cap high. Prediction. Hello. Prediction. Layer. Prediction. Okay. I'm not sure where that one came from. But we'll go with hello. So I'll hello prediction there prediction hellos menu item. So what I'm going to do is I'm going to continue looking now that menu item. Um, I've seen this happen sometimes and I find that that usually is not the word I'm looking for. And that's a menu item. The voiceover has just jumped to. Um, but I'm going to ignore that. E. Hello prediction. Hello. I've already used. So I'm going to slide. E. And these predictions. Hello, prediction. These predictions are above your top row of letters. There, prediction. Cap high, prediction. So hello there. There, prediction. And I'm going to double tap. R, prediction. And if I look at the field, 
August 12th, multi-line, the multi-line text field is editing. Hello there, insertion point at end. So again, tapping each, of those, tapping each of those put the entire word. R is prediction. R can prediction. Okay. So if I want to, so work's going to say, I'm going to type hello, how, hello there, how are you? So if I press H. Y, G, H, H. And now if I look at the predictions. Hello, just touch prediction, H, original text. Hello, prediction, have, prediction. No, I want how. So I'm going to hit O. o. Now. Hope, pred how, prediction. So now how is there? I'm going to tap that. Is, prediction. Is, predict, are you, prediction. Ah, okay. So again, it's smart enough to say, if you're typing how, that are you, and I do use that a lot, is another option. So again, I'll double tap. And, prediction. The other thing that's is is often going to happen is, by using that prediction, I typed, hello there, how are you? If I go to the number Shift keyboard numbers, and I look for question mark. the question mark, what is supposed to happen is it is supposed to make sure that that question mark is put immediately after the last word that you typed. Let's see if it's done that. So what I'm going to do is I'm going to touch that field. Delete multi-line text field is editing. Hello there, how are you? Insertion point at end. And I'm going to use, use the rotor to access misspelled words. Yes, I'm not going to use the rotor to access misspelled words. I'm going to use the rotor. Braille screen in words. To move by characters. Braille screen in characters. Question mark. You. Oh, oh, you. Question mark. And it was smart enough to um, figure out that, yes, I wanted a question mark to be right next to. Because normally it will put a space after the prediction that you type. Uh, unless you put a, a question mark that tells it you want to. Uh, in the, the sentence. So you just kind of, if you want to play with these, you just kind of have to get used to um, going up above and sliding left to right and finding them. And um, sometimes emoji will even come up in that list. So um, if you, uh, I, I've seen it put like a smiley face as an option as I've been going along. So those predictions uh, can be set up uh, that way. If you don't like, if, if it comes a point where you don't like the options it's chosen, I know there was a sighted person I was uh, talking with at one point, and she was saying that for whatever reason, her predictions were always coming up with like brand names of things like M&Ms and stuff. And she had no idea why it was doing that. If prediction starts doing things that you don't want and you want to start over from square one, where we're going to find that, I'm not going to choose it because I'm pretty happy with what it's doing. And actually, most of the time I tend to use Braille screen input, which ignores the prediction, uh, predictive typing feature. Um, so mine are not as um, well tuned as they probably would be uh, if all I used was the on-screen keyboard. So if you're autocorrect or your prediction is doing stuff and you say, I don't want it, I don't like what you're doing, the way we do that App. is if we open general settings, Let's take a look at the settings for general. Settings, about settings, back button. The very last option under here, now you want to be careful. The very last option under here is the preset option. I'm going to tap once with four fingers near the bottom of the screen. Shut down button. I take that back. It's a little bit further left. Reset button. Reset all settings button. Okay. We, we don't want that. Erase all content and settings button. We definitely don't want that right now. Reset network settings button. We'll come, I'll come back to that one in a second. 
Reset keyboard dictionary button. Reset keyboard dictionary is the option you want. Reset home screen layout button. That's something else you can do. I'm not going to do that. Reset location and privacy button. So if you for, if there are apps that you accidentally said, hey, don't pay attention to my location and you realize that you want to change that and you don't want to go in and, and change it manually, if you just want to be kind of re-prompted about that as you are using your phone, then the location, reset location and privacy is where you want Reset to location and privacy button. Now, I'm going to come back to... Reset homes, reset keyboard dictionary, reset network settings button. Reset network settings. There are, what this will do is it will reset the network settings, which will give the Bluetooth a hard kick in the behind. Um, sometimes Bluetooth just decides, I'm not going to connect to certain devices, or I'm only going to do it for a certain amount of time. Um, the Wi-Fi and Bluetooth are very closely linked in the phone, like as far as the hardware goes. And so sometimes, and I've had this, um, I had this happen particularly when I was using my HIMSS display. Um, if you, if you're having trouble and the barrel display and the Bluetooth are just not finding each other, or they're not staying connected for a long time, you're going to go into, you can go in and reset those. Now, if you do that, you will have to repair with all of the Wi-Fi networks that you use. So it is kind of a drastic fix, but if it absolutely ain't working and you don't have it, you don't know what else to do um, to get your Braille display working um, or your or other Bluetooth devices that just are not behaving no matter what you do, um, then that is a, a way to fix it. Although it does, you know, it is a problem because you have to make sure that you have the um, information to connect to all of your networks, including like your home network, it's going to forget all of them, but it can be helpful. Let's take a sec and see if we've got any more questions because it's about, it's, we've got about seven minutes left. See if there's any other questions. Okay. Oh, Y, option Y, more followed by raise hand or star nine. Another second or two. Okay. So that is. Uh, so we've talked about the um, predictions and we've talked about, let's talk real fast about some editing and we'll come back to editing next, next time, but I want to give a little bit of uh, app switcher, a little bit of help here. So let's go back to notes active. Let's go back to no notes, notes, done, but notes back button done august 12th delete note share note new note new note button where is my actual note without done button notes notes done button share note but done button all right let's hit done done all right when in doubt app switcher notes active app switcher settings active close settings nope open notes Notes, edit, button. If I can't find... All iCloud, iCloud, notes, eight notes. Sean? Swipe up or yes. down. Just Can I ask a question again? This is Magic Khan again. Yes. <clears throat> okay, thank you. Uh, I have a question. Uh, like if, uh, you know, I have email on my computer, I have window computer. If I want to send that uh, email to by myself uh, with attachment, uh, when I open on my phone, email when I wanted to forward that email to someone and that, you know, the, the formatting become changed, like completed you know, date and lines are different. Like for instance, uh, 2501, 
So 25 on above line and 01 is on the underneath. So how I can uh, become like same format, which I have on my computer and I want to have like same formatting. So is any tip? I, to be honest, I've not paid attention to that kind of thing. Um, <clears throat> so I, I don't know if I've noticed what you're talking about. Um, the other thing to keep in mind is a lot of times lately when I'm forwarding an email, I'm trying to get past the my signature and the who the message is from and all of that happy stuff and just get to the body of the message so that when I forward it to a mailing list, it's not nearly as messy. So I don't pay a lot of attention to the format because I'm killing a good part of what's already there. So I honestly don't know. Um, I, I honestly don't know. Um, why you're having that problem. Uh, it's not something I've particularly paid attention to. Um, that may be something that you might want to just do a general Google about because I have a feeling that's an issue with mail, it, the mail app itself. And I don't think that's a voiceover issue. So I, have you, if I would suggest trying and see if other people online and iOS in general are having that same problem and maybe you'll come up with something. But I've not seen this one. So sorry about that. Come up with one I've not run into. Okay. Actually, he just disappeared. I don't know if maybe his computer went or whatever. Uh, Jeff, you can, you've raised your hand. You can unmute. Hi, Sean. I am wondering if there is a easy way to take my vaccination photo of my vaccination card and have it in my phone so I can just tell Siri, uh, you know, pull up X. Um, what I would do, first of all, do you have that photo or do you need it taken? No, I, I have it in my phone. Oh, you already have it. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Um, it might be possible to create, to use a shortcut to bring it up. Um, but I've not tried that. So you might, uh, you might take a look in the, in create, try creating a new shortcut and see if there's a way to, like have a shortcut that brings up a particular photo that like that photo and then associate it with a phrase with Siri, but I've never, I've never tried that. So shortcut, where would I go to find that? So you would go into the shortcuts app okay. and um, choose new shortcut and just see if under the photos category, if you can do that, um, that would also be a good Google because I'm sure you're not the only person that, is wondering that one. So yeah, you might yeah. also uh, Google and see if anyone's come up with something. Because I know you can also put a, a text label on a photo. So I thought, well, maybe if I, I do that, maybe I can, Siri would be smart enough to know, pull up. I don't, I don't think so. If you don't, if you, I think the shortcut would be the only way to do that. But again, okay. we'll, I might take a Google and see too, because now I'm curious. Yeah, because uh, people are needing that. So oh, okay. Anyway, right. yeah, thank I'll you, Sean. Take a look, see what I can. Yeah, I'll see what I can come up with, and uh, if I find something, I'll let you know next time. Thanks. All right, we are right at the top of the hour, and thanks so much, everybody. We will see you next week.